Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast, a brilliant true crime podcast hosted by two zany sisters, all while baking up delicious treats in their kitchen. Here are your podcast hosts, Karen Devaney and Ann Varner. in the kitchen Yay! we're slaying in the kitchen yes we've got another slayer we've got another victim <laughs> oh, no we call them slayers i mean slayer sorry <laughs> <laughs> we have with us this week connor flynn yay from bigfoot anonymous way to go and connor can you give us just a couple of sentences about who you are and what you do <laughs> yeah for sure for sure my name's connor i'm an explorer i originate from ohio i moved down to the florida swamps i uh, go out and investigate paranormal stuff i work at a comic book store i wrote a couple books myself i'm a musician i like gaming uh sports i'm a referee I like doing a lot of stuff you know trying You're to be busy. a renaissance man uh yeah i just dip my feet in as many pools and ponds as i can and uh, now I'm here, you know, and this is a little bit out of my comfort zone. So it's very interesting. Uh, yes, this week you're going to be a baker. Now you're going to be, this will not be your, your out of your comfort zone anymore. The last slayer, I won't call him our victim. The last slayer we had, he has made the recipe that we made with him so many times. He's told me that he's going to need to find another recipe. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I think you're going to impress your mother and your grandmother tonight. I can't wait for that. What are you guys going to make? We are going to make a key lime pound cake. Oh, not complicated at all, Connor. <laughs> I know. Well, I really kind of went with the key lime theme because of Florida. So that's kind of how I arrived at this cake situation. Makes sense. All right. If you are ready, do you have your mixer? Yes, I do. Okay. So we are going to take your two sticks of butter and put them in a bowl. Okay. This big white bowl, right? Yeah, that's good. That's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm the trash hearer. Wow. Yes. Look at me. I guess that I know my place. Yes. And also, um, it calls for a half a cup of shortening. So I use Crisco. If you don't have shortening, you can use another half a stick of butter. Okay. I'm pretty sure I have uh, shortening. That is this, this stuff. Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. Look at you. And you need a half a cup of that. And usually, okay. like for mine, mine has little uh, measuring bars. Oh, it looks to me like somebody has measured. Has time. somebody pre-measured? <laughs> yes, I had I had some extra help, and I'm very thankful. Yes, people. I love it that you have people. I don't, I mean, I didn't have no people. I had myself today. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> I did some measuring. You did some measuring. She did measure out my dry ingredients for me today, and she's keeping my trash. That's right. So now we're going to cream these two together on about medium speed with your mixer until they get mixed up and creamy together. There you go. Get to work. You can do it. Medium speed. Medium speed. Push it into that butter. And I usually start out a little slow and then kind of increase it. Even one is pretty high speed going all over the place. <laughs> I think I can manage. We have a lot of, whoa. 
You got this, Connor. You got it. We're just getting started, and you're already slaying the hell out of that butter and shortening. And now, how do you know when it's done? When it, you know when it's done when you can't tell the difference between the butter and the shortening. Okay, get into that point for sure. All right. Okay. So the next thing we're going to do is gradually add our three cups of granulated sugar. Let's take one cup at a time. Okay. It's okay if there's stuff in that blender. It's okay. I mean, that mixer. Yeah, we're going to keep using that mixer. So just leave it okay, right so there. It'll, it'll all work together. Okay. So let's get a, one cup of sugar at a time. Or if it's all together, we'll just do a little at a time. Okay. And then you're going to blend it together with your mixer again. All right. One full cup. And then yeah. Put it right in there. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're going to pick up your mixer. You're going to blend that together with your mixer again. Maybe about 60 seconds. Right, yeah, all the, all the sugar went to one side a, a little bit, so I just wanted to balance okay, it out. That's fine. Uh, awesome. <laughs> all right, so we're going to do another cup of sugar, a granulated cup. Another cup of granulated sugar. See, this is what happens when I don't drink, Connor. I don't say <laughs> the words in the right order. Hey, I, I know the pain. I know the pain. I promise you when we get this in the oven, we'll do a shot. <laughs> I feel that. I'm looking forward to it. This is no joke. My arm's already sore. Well, you're going to have a workout. You're going to get that cooker's arm. Oh, my gosh. All right. We got one more cup to do, Connor. Third cup coming in. All right. Get that going again. Okay. So (laughs) if you have a rubber spatula or wooden spoon at this point, I would go in and try to scrape down the sides. So, okay. so you don't have it like, cause it likes to creep up on the side. Yes, it does. We don't like, the, we don't like creepers. Keepers, <laughs> <laughs> creepers. Yes. That movie was filmed in Florida. Over oh, in wow. Look at me. I'm historical and I didn't even know what we were. We're too oh, afraid yep. to watch that. We're chickens. Yeah. We don't watch scary stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we only talk about it. <laughs> Hey, sometimes you don't have a choice. You know, sometimes it creeps up uh, into your family tree and down your street. Oh, no. Uh Oh, yeah, that does happen sometimes. Okay, so now we're going to start adding our eggs, Connor. We have six eggs to add. The way that I like to do it, we have to do them again, one at a time, just like we did the sugar. So I like to crack mine in a little bowl one at a time. And the reason is because I'm incredibly clumsy and I always get shell in there. And that way I'm not trying to pick the shell out of the cake. I'm trying to pick it out of a clear bowl. Oh, and Connor, go ahead. Is your oven preheated? Yes. Yes, it's preheating. That's because his mama was there. That's nice. I love it. He's got got people. He has people. We all need people. Bigfoot Anonymous is a team of good people. You know, I'm the one who takes this one and then there's a bunch of better minds behind the scenes. That's awesome. Good for you. We're the only people behind our scene. Yeah. All right. So we're going to crack an egg at a time. Okay. Oh, I didn't get any shell that time. I did good. And then once you do that, put it back into your bowl, like dump it in your sugar. And we're just going to give it a quick blend. And it just takes like about 20 seconds to blend that up. You just want to get it blended in there. And then we're going to do the next one. You know, just go ahead and get all six in there one at a time and blend them. And then when you're done and I'm done, it's not a race. So when we're both done, we'll go to the next step. All right. 
Yeah, I like I like the egg going in there though. It gives it a lot more fluid so it starts moving around. Yeah. Yes. It's gonna get a little easier. That arm's gonna get some rest. Yeah. It looks like scrambled eggs. <laughs> yeah, with some butter and sugar in it. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, for real. That's how we like our eggs down here in the south. <laughs> right. Anything with butter and sugar, we'll take it. You hanging in there? I have one more. Awesome. Now that last one, when you go to blend it, get it, really blend it in there so you can't see any more egg. Okay. okay. Sounds perfect. Okay, look at us go. Okay, now you need a separate mixing bowl. Did somebody yeah. mix together your flour and stuff for you? Uh, I have the flour here. Great. Okay. Does it have the baking powder in it? No. I don't okay, think so, so you're going to put into that flour and you can just put it right in that bag. You do not need another bowl if you don't want another bowl. No need to have to wash a lot of dishes. So into that bag of flour, you can put your baking powder and salt. Baking powder and salt. Yes, you need I a do have that. Teaspoon. It's already missing. Yeah, oh my God, your people are awesome. Like, like I, can just I know, it's like Martha Stewart <laughs> oh over there. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm kind of envious of you and your people. <laughs> this is what happens when you become famous and write books. Yeah. You've oh, my gosh. You write yeah. books so we can get some people. I'm still hustling home from work just to, you know, <laughs> Us too. Don't go to worry. the bathroom before this, you know. <laughs> okay, so you've got your baking powder, and did you do your pinch of salt? Uh, Yes. Okay, so that's in your flour bag, which is wonderful news. So you're going to kind of set that aside for a minute. In my bag. It's in the bag. All right. Nice. Okay. So I would seal that bag up and just give it a little feel like you're feeling of somebody's butt. Oh my you know? God. Just uh, I don't know what to like. How just give it this? a squeeze. You don't yeah. have to say, give it a feel. Give it a feel. For sakes, we're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> well, maybe we should be. And then that we get just, people. He's never coming back on the show. He's to me like, mom. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to start adding that flour mixture and we're going to alternate it with your cup of milk you have your cup of milk yes i do okay you're going to begin and end with your dry so the first thing is you're going to put a little bit of this not a lot like maybe a third of it into your butter sugar mixture yep the big bowl (laughs) yeah into your big bowl and then we're going to blend that together start low and work your way up so that you don't get a cloud of flour in your face which is what I usually do. And we're going to blend it just until that flour mixes in. So blend that before I even touch the milk. Yes. Okay. Should I do it all the way so I can't even see it as flour? Um, It doesn't have to be all the way, but it needs to be mixed in. Okay. So, because when you put the milk in it, that helps it a little bit. So you're going to put like a third of your cup of milk, like dump a little bit of the milk in. Okay. And mix that. Yep. And if you need to scrape your sides down, you can do that too. Yeah, because you get like this little ring of flour, like a old man's ring of hair <laughs> that gets around and you don't want that. So you got to get that in there. Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. A man with this ball with just the ring of hair. All right. Well, maybe like a ring around a planet. <laughs> yes. Saturn. You do you, I do me. Mine's more memorable. <laughs> So then I'm going to do a little bit more flour, about a, uh, half of what's in your bag. Put it in there. Okay. And we're going to blend it again. 
Now, don't you have a lot of respect for when you just go buy a piece of cake somewhere? Yeah, for sure. It's, there's <laughs> no fast way to this, is there? I don't know. I guess there's there's probably like easy bake cakes that you just heat up. I don't know. But this yeah. is yeah. <laughs> Listen, you do Bigfoot things, we do cake things. But it's yours comes naturally to you and ours comes naturally to us. That's right. So yeah, take us out of our comfort zone, just make us go outside <laughs> and do anything. <laughs> Have you guys ever had uh, Texas sheet cake before? Oh, yeah. I've never made one. I've always wanted to. So maybe you should teach us how. <laughs> yeah, my my grandma makes it. I uh, I love Texas sheet cake, though. Oh, so that, that could be a future episode. You know, maybe I could come back in a couple months. You know? Yeah, maybe yeah. And then you can slay it. in the kitchen. You can slay us. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be it's great. funny to see. The Slayer uh, term too, because I'm a big Halo player, and the whole the main game mode is Team Slayer. So I've been the Slayer since I was, you know, well, eleven years old. Bragging now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you put milk in after your flour that time? Oh, uh, not yet. Okay, so put half of whatever milk is left and okay. blend it. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to put the rest of the flour in there. Perfect. Empty out that yeah, bag, the, buddy. The flower actually makes like a 360 ring. And this is actually the model of the earth. There's a wall around the outside of us, just like this flower wall. Micro, oh, macro. The wow. answers are right there. Look at that. Yes. So cake is life. <laughs> cake is life. Cake has the answers. We've been See, saying I'm, it and for this years. Whole time, I've been saying it looks like an old man's ring of hair. And it's actually it symbolizes the earth. Yeah, was a scientist and didn't even know it. The cycle of life. The cycle of life. Cake is the cycle of life. We've been saying it for years, people. Yeah, you're the first one that's ever agreed with us. I, I'm finally seeing it. I'm finally seeing it. I respect <laughs> it. All right. Once you get that blended, you're going to add the rest of your milk. The milk makes it so much better. Yeah. yeah so I'm not a big fan of milk myself. I should have asked if I could have used almond milk. Uh, yeah. You can do almond milk, soy milk, regular milk. I like milkshakes. I know they put, they probably do it straight from the cow at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, whatever milk you prefer, you can put it right in there. I like it. I like it. My favorite kind of milk is chocolate milk. Oh, yeah. Uh, me too, but it doesn't like me because I'm old. <laughs> it's just awful when you get old and milk's just like, I hate you. Okay, so did you blend that? Yep. Nice and blended. Okay. So the next thing we're going to do is we're going to add the vanilla, the key lime juice, and then the zest. But I don't always use the zest and it is an optional thing. So if you have it, use it. If you don't, we don't care. Awesome. The zest is pretty cool. You just carve the outside of the lime. Yeah, no, it's fun. It is a lot of fun. So the zest and the vanilla. Key lime juice. Cool. All right. And the zest will spread out inside it naturally? Or? Yeah, oh, well, okay. when you you're going to mix when it. When you mix it. Okay. It's a little clump. It gets a little clumpy. And then once you yeah, mix no, it. It, broke up. it honestly broke up. It, it did. It Good. was an optical illusion. <laughs> <laughs> then the key lime. Yeah, this was my last adventure. I should have ordered it online. Publix was a little too far away. Uh. So we had to trust. You know, I went to a couple local grocery stores. They didn't have it. So I went to Walmart, my worst enemy. Oh, oh gosh, sorry. I, I, I had my head on a swivel the whole time when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you have some sitting around for the next time you make this cake. 
Yes, I do. I have a lot of, I'm excited. Is there any other things you can make with key lime? Well, you can make key lime pie. You can make key lime cookies, key lime cupcakes, and key lime bars. Ice cream. Key lime ice cream. Yeah. Ice cream would be good. That's awesome. Yeah. You just mix it with vanilla ice cream? Uh, there's a, re- we can send you a recipe. Yeah, we have a, we have okay. a secret <laughs> recipe that, that you could do. You and your people could do it together. Yeah. You don't have to churn it or anything. You can just mix it together and freeze it. Awesome. (laughs) All right, let's blend this. All right. Okay. Looking good. Did your people prepare your bunt pan for you? So it should be greased and floured. It is not greased and floured. So I get to do that. I'm, oh. I'm pretty excited. I feel confident at this point. You know? All right. So yeah, <laughs> do get it greased up and floured. And you need to make sure yeah. that, that middle spot, that middle one needs to make sure it gets done. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is pretty fancy. Wow. Yeah, it's got the... The yeah, out. Oh my gosh, wow. I'm so impressed. We aspire to be in your kitchen, oh Connor. <laughs> are we invited <laughs> to come cook in your kitchen? Oh, of course, of course. Whenever you guys are in Panhandle, Florida, you go to the caverns. I can take kayaking, take you to the Garden of Eden. Wow. Make key lime cake, key lime margaritas. Oh, Woo! now you're talking. We're going to be booking a plane ticket. <laughs> So I'm going to have to put vegetable oil. And do I just do a layer on the bottom? Just very little. A layer on the bottom, the sides, and that middle cone in the, the middle part. That middle cone part. in the middle. So grease it all up. Okay. So what okay, I usually so do, Connor, is I put some, I just pour some in there, and then I take my hands or a paper towel, and I use it to spread it all around the places where I need it. And it doesn't take a oh. lot. It probably takes less than a, a whole tablespoon of oil to get all that in. You're going to end up dumping some of the oil out. Okay. This is where it gets a little interesting. <laughs> uh, this is the technical part. This is where you have to have technical skills. <laughs> <laughs> And then any extra you just dump out. And are you supposed to like lick this after? I don't want to lick that. It's for your face and hair. (laughs) (laughs) This this could be a tactic for in the woods though. You know, grease yourself in this. Who knows what you're going to attract? You know, you'll probably... There you go. Probably keep the uh, mosquitoes away with it. Uh, uh, we, I guess yeah. you'll have to test it out and let us know how that goes. Yeah, because we are not outdoor people. No. <laughs> no. We don't do well in the heat and the humidity. Mm-mm. And then the flour, uh, same thing. I have to code the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't take a lot. Again, it, you're going to put it in the bottom and then you're going to kind of turn it all around and bang on it. And I don't know what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. Like you turn it like this and you just kind of bang on it until the flower goes around it. Okay. See, that's really technical. I think I missed this spin it around. I might have sprayed her a little bit, but she won't burn in the oven now. So the all the walls should be coated in a little bit of flour. Yeah. Right. Again, this is where you have to have very technical skills. <laughs> it's probably the first thing they teach you in culinary school. You look like you're what? wrestling a bear. <laughs> All right, I have I have flour on the walls. All right. Okay. Now the moment of truth, and then we're gonna pour the whole batter into that bunt pan. Okay. I mean, it's easy enough, huh? Please. <laughs> surprise is not in my hair by now. It's probably in mine. <laughs> no, yours has the flour in it. 
We're just going to pour this off the spatula or is it healthy to eat? I mean, it's got raw eggs in it. So you play a little bit of Russian roulette, but we always eat it. I think it's good for your body to eat raw eggs every once in a while. Even if it makes you sick, it's just like (laughs) nature taking its course. (laughs) Build up your resistance. Oh, your batter looks really good. Does it smell good? Mine smells really yummy. Yeah, it does. Don't panic. You're doing so good. Thank you. Your mama is going to be so damn proud of you. You're going to be in charge of dessert now every week. I'm looking forward to it, though. I do have a little bit of baking expertise in other avenues. Good. Do you bake bread and stuff? (laughs) No, I kind of get baked. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That flew right over my head, Connor. But now I know. Definitely part of the uh, spiritual and uh, supernatural tactics, you know. I agree. I mean, you got to connect with Mother Earth, right? Oh, 100%. Jesus (laughs) Christ. We need to find a a recipe that incorporates that. Yeah, maybe maybe we need to find a recipe for you to bake with some more natural ingredients. I like it. I like it. You're you're talking my language. Okay, so the, what I do is I just kind of kind of lift this up and bang it a little bit, just very gently, because it gets the air bubbles out of the bottom. Okay. And it helps kind of smooth it out. There you go. Perfect. All right, awesome. we're going to put the sucker in the oven. Okay, in the oven. In the oven. Yes. It is in the oven. Okay, we're going to set our timer for 75 minutes. Okay, most important rule. Clean up your workspace the best you can. I agree. <laughs> always leave your campsite better than you found it. A hundred percent. We're always picking up garbage. Good. I, listen, how are you feeling so far? Feeling great. This is awesome. Great. Okay. So when I'll just let you know that when the timer goes off and the and it's cooling, we're gonna whip up the glaze really quickly, and it's very easy to do. So awesome. until then, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better. Do we need to take a shot? Yeah, I'm down for that. Okay. All right. What are you taking a shot of? Uh, I have some Malibu. It kind of goes with the key lime pie vibe. It does. <laughs> We've got coconut rum, so she's going to pull that out. Do you have shot glasses? Awesome. I don't have shot glasses, so you have to use just the... I'm glass. using my shot glass that I had the, uh, the mixture in. I know. Multi-purpose. I love it. I don't know why <laughs> I don't have any shot glasses. Maybe I'll find a Bigfoot shot glass. Oh my gosh, that'd be so fun. So we are actually, we've got our coconut rum as well. You know, I don't really know how to measure a shot, but that's a lot. I think you can fill it up all the way. Well, nine night, Connor. (laughs) All right. Here's to finding more about Bigfoot. Yeah. Here's to Bigfoot. Cheers, Connor. Cheers. Here we go. Ready? Go. Oh, Oh, delightful. That was amazing. Holy moly. Did you think it was strong? No. Oh, God, that was really good. It was like drinking suntan lotion. Wow. That was amazing. <laughs> good idea, Connor. So we we got some questions together for you because we don't know a lot about Bigfoot. anything. <laughs> I will give you a brief story about how Bigfoot played a part in my childhood. Okay. When, when we were growing up, our grandmother lived in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. And we were a family of five. And when we would go to her house, our family would stay in her back bedroom because in that bedroom, she had a king size bed, two twin beds and a cot that she got from the Virginia Military Institute. Yes. And it it always had that, I don't know, 
an L.L. Bean wool blanket on it. It was the worst feeling thing in the world. (laughs) And because I was the youngest and the smallest, I had to sleep on that cot. And that cot was pushed up against the wall where the windows were. So my sister used to tell me that whoever slept on the VMI cot was going to get taken by the Sasquatch in the middle of the night. So I was often frightened of the Sasquatch. He never came, thank God. I used to tell her he would just reach right through the window and snatch her off that cot. He terrorized me for a (laughs) a big part of my childhood. So she was terrified so long of Bigfoot. And then I got in trouble because my mom overheard me telling her that one night or she must have said something. And then I was put on the cot for the rest of (laughs) my life for eternity. So I got punished. How did the idea of Bigfoot even originate in that? you know, legend and rumor. Like what what did one of the adults say it? You know, they're out in the forest around you guys and then it kind of just perpetuated further. I'm sure that there was a folklore or something in that area that talked about Bigfoot. But I just know growing up, I just knew about Bigfoot. I don't know if it was just something that we just knew about as kids, but we always knew about Bigfoot. (laughs) For sure. The the Blue Ridge Mountains is a huge hot spot. You know, hundreds of sightings every year. Going back to the 1800s, probably even further than that, but documented since the 1800s. So definitely, uh, you guys were right in the center of that. Uh, when he you guys really could have gotten me. I, he really could have gotten me, sugar. <laughs> I know. I was. I mean, I told you that we got you from the gypsies, and they wouldn't <laughs> take you back. So I was hoping Bigfoot would snatch you, but he didn't ever do it. Connor, <laughs> Connor sisters, there's something. She's crazy. So I'm going to ask you, our first question is, is there a term for a female Bigfoot as opposed to a male Bigfoot? Like, do, do we differentiate? Yeah, uh, not not necessarily, but a lot of the females get referred to as the Patty, you know, because the famous Patterson-Gimlin footage, the female Bigfoot from Bluff Creek, you could clearly see she has breasts and she might have even been pregnant in the famous footage. So a lot of the female Sasquatch gets linked to her. But even down here, in Alabama, they have the mobile wolf woman. So there's different terms for it. There's not like a certain gender uh, one that I've heard, but I'm sure amongst uh, Native American cultures, there has to be some kind of female word. But uh, a lot of the, you know, laymans, they just say uh, Patty. But hey, I could say female Sasquatch. That's a, that's a big girl. Oh, wow. I can only imagine what that what that would look like. My gosh. I can't. So is there a word for a baby Sasquatch? Just a, a little squatch or just a juvie? You know, they call them juvies. Okay. Of course. Juvie. Okay. Yeah. I, like that. I like it. And another thing I wanted to mention about the moms and females is they might have a kangaroo pouch because they have all the best characteristics of nature. And you've seen inside some birds and kangaroos, they have a perfect pouch that holds and secures their young. So who's to say that the Sasquatch cannot utilize that? Plus, they're about four times as big as us, you know, three times as wide. So they're little babies. When they are little babies, they would have a lot of room uh, to walk on their family. And even in the famous Bluff Creek footage, there's weird anomalies that her head like goes up at one point. And, you know, that's not physically possible. So it must have been a baby. And you can kind of see in a couple of frames that she might have been carrying a baby in the famous footage. So it's so wild that, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a suit. But there's actually like four Sasquatches in just the footage itself. 
Oh my God. So can you at some point send us a link to that footage? We would love to see that. I've never seen that footage. Oh, of course. It's the famous uh, Patterson Gimlin footage though. You've had to at least see the image because, you know, that's the, that's the famous Sasquatch image. Her, you know, with her stance crossing the riverbed. But yeah, yeah I definitely will. Okay. Yeah. Up, uh, MK Davis, Bluff Creek. I'll definitely send it to you. But for the listeners, MK Davis, Bluff Creek footage. He breaks it down, stabilizes it, clear as day. And awesome. in 2001 Space Odyssey came out right after that. And they had ape suits in it. Don't even look anywhere near her. You cannot fake 800 pounds. You cannot fake breasts. You cannot fake muscle. The sun going off the skin and glaring. It's it's authentic footage. But there is a deep conspiracy into it. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, but if anybody is into it, look it up. MK Davis, that wormhole will really send you in some places. It's very interesting. Now, have there been any sightings of babies? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of uh, footage of babies swinging in trees. And then oh, the independence. <laughs> Yes. And then the Independence Day footage, it shows them in Colorado, a mother holding a juvenile. And you can see the juvie's head moving up and up and down all around. A lot of people try to say it's a puppet or something. It's it's very sad. Uh, nice. The truth is here. The proof is here. The evidence is stacking up. That's exciting. That is amazing. So then that leads us to the question about the Yeti. Is the is the Yeti just a cold climate? Bigfoot? Is the species like a big, is the species Bigfoot and then he's got a bunch of different names? Yes, it is. Uh, the, the species is Sasquatch. It's some type of human hybrid lost relic of this earth, the true earthling, the true being of this planet. And I think we are some kind of adaptation of them. There is mentions of Bigfoot in the Bible, the Quran. In India, they worship these creatures. In, in the United States, we're kind of, you know, inside a bubble. Up in Canada and right here down in Florida, we all know the skunk ape exists. Like, I'm yelling to the rest of the country, guys, like, these things exist. And there's still tribes of people that, you know, don't touch civilization in America. And living under our feet as well, mermaids. There are so many types of human beings out there. And, you know, we're so selfish thinking we have all the answers and we're entitled to it all. We're trespassing. That's all I can say. But to answer your question about the Yeti, uh, yeah, it's a cousin species. It originated in the Himalayan mountains, and their handprint and their paw print look a little bit different than, say, Patty. And there's an image of the Mayaka skunk ape, the Florida monster, and she looks different than the monster in uh, California. So there is different variations of the Sasquatch. In Vietnam, they have the rock apes. They're only about four or five feet tall, really strong. Uh, out here in Two Egg, it's a city called Two Egg. They have the Two Egg Stump Jumper. It's like a five to seven foot tall creature. Kind of looks like Shrek. You know, he's big and tough, not really long and lanky. But yeah, the Yeti is just a Himalayan cousin. Uh, but I've heard the Yeti be called in America if there's a white Sasquatch or the albino Sasquatch, the Lake Worth Monster in texas he's furry and uh and white and uh he he's definitely like a yeti type creature abominable snowman they call him so yeah it's a uh different variation of the species so why do they call him a skunk ape in florida does he smell bad yes he smells horrible she smells horrible uh but i've also heard different uh takes on it i know where the skunk ape term first comes from it actually doesn't come from smell 
it was this original one in the early 1900s, 1800s. It had a white patch going down its center like a skunk. So they called it skunk ape. Oh. But yes, they, they do smell horrible. Uh, you could smell them from, you know, half a mile away. Well, they but a lot of times they live out in the wilderness. Right. They go to the bathroom uh, just straight down. They don't even, you know, there there's millions of these creatures, billions of these creatures. But I've heard some of the reports of the ones that, you know, kind of neglect themselves. They just go to the bathroom straight down. They don't crouch or anything. So it's all just there. But they then I've also better. heard. Yeah, they should do better. There are some that don't smell at all, though. I've heard tons of encounters that no one smelled anything. But that, I mean, that kind of uh, links to this one theory. Don't take good care of them. And they smell. We, they and they should smell. do better. And we need to start calling yeah. them skunk apes. Exactly. There's, there's, there's one theory about the smell, though, about uh, they eat skunks. And there's some kind of line with their spray that if they're just savages, they'll just eat the whole skunk and they'll eat the line. But if they're actually family members and, you know, taking care of their food, then they'll, you know, pick out that line and just eat the skunk's meat. And no, I don't the think they would smell. And the bachelorettes so. maybe don't smell so good. But the family yep. man, he's good to go. Yeah, seems 100%. Like and you have to worry about the smelly ones then, right? Yeah. Well, I'd rather smell them coming. I don't want them to sneak up on me. That's true. But then you you get intoxicated and put under a trance from the roadkill, you know, aroma. And you you really don't want that either. Just take it as a warning if you smell them and get out of there as soon as possible. Oh I don't know gosh. if you guys are familiar with, you know, missing 411, but a lot of people are vanishing at uh, national parks and deep uh, parts oh of forest, you know, hunters and children, women, a lot of people. And a lot of them uh, point in Sasquatch's direction. Uh, Dennis Martin's case, Henry McCabe, Colin Finnerty, Jared Adadero. I think all those were Sasquatch cases. There's other ones that people just vanish into thin air or get swallowed up by rocks or trees. Uh, I can't say all of them are Sasquatch and the Yeti and Wolfman and werewolves and creature from the Black Lagoon. Some of them are just weird things like protons and electrons. You know, we have the ability to be particle and waveform. Most of the time we're particle because we're solid. But in a true moments of being us, you know, true being a human being on this planet in the right place, right time, right frame of mind, you could become waveform. And I think that's how these creatures can step into portals or put you into a trance and freeze time. You know, it seems like it. But even human beings, we dream and we have deja vu. We're capable of magic every single day. So think about these creatures that haven't been intoxicated by all the poison of this world that we're getting soaked into, you know, so I like got that. It. So can you share with us what kinds of cryptids you've personally encountered? Yes. Yes. Just recently we were in Torreya state park where uh, Stacy Brown gathered some of the best thermal footage for a civilian. He captured an eight foot, nine foot creature with his father late at night, about eight years ago. And he's a legend down here. And I'm a good friend of Stacy's. But uh, I was hiking in Torreya State Park with my buddy Ninja Rani, who is a military veteran, and now he's a hunter and a gatherer, just an outdoorsman all around. And we were on this long path, and uh, about two miles in, circling around, and we uh, stopped for a little break, just for some water, and we heard this huge boulder get thrown behind us. And we knew we were in this deep area that is like, really mysterious in a den. I really think there's caves down there and there's a whole family of creatures. 
And I think it was the father warning us just to get out of there because you're in his domain. You can just feel the presence. The trees are just silent. And I know that sounds silly, but they stand still. They can stand still. The bugs don't chirp. The, uh, the birds don't make a sound. And we just knew it was time to get out of there. And that was very mild. And honestly, I wasn't very scared. But a couple of weeks before that, we heard some creature wading through the pond. And I actually got uh, footage of it on my GoPro. And it's up on my YouTube channel. And you, and you can see my body language. I stay silent for a good four minutes. And Ninja Ronnie, of course, is trying to get closer to it. And uh, it was right at the edge of the camp where they pushed all the hurricane debris in. And I was not stepping in there at all for you know, poisonous snakes. And I didn't want to fall into like a trap or get, get somewhere I couldn't get out of because uh, right. I've been stuck on hillsides uh, for hours and, you know, been dehydrated and almost had to get blown out, you know, by the, by the police. Oh but, my gosh. Uh, over in the Honey Island swamp, I got a picture of a strange carcass and I've been taking pictures and footage. And uh, when I was watching it on 25%, uh, you know, speed, I actually got a picture, a still frame of a tree peeker, this dark face with the big eye uh, looking through. I, I have I have it uh, right here. I'll, I'll grab it. The Honey Island Swamp is famous for the Rougarou. It's a type of werewolf. We've heard of the Rougarou. We've heard of that because um, we watch Indiana. small people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that territory. This yeah, and is- they talk about the Rougarou. <laughs> we don't need to tell people that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Oh, yeah, this is the carcass uh, that I took a picture in the Honey Island Swamp. A lot of people say it's a, a bloated gator or a deer, but none of the gators ate it that were sitting there. There's about a thousand gators in the region, in the coast area, and that would be a prime target. I think it's either a Rougarou or a victim of the Rougarou. But there's also a face testing area uh, that borders it, and uh, it could just be a mutated animal, you know, that they don't want to touch. But then oh, wow. uh, in the incredible. background of that is the tree peeker. And if you see the eyeball right in the middle of the uh, frame, you can see the dark face. Oh, and of course, my gosh. A lot, of people, a lot of people say it's blurry and stuff. But these creatures, they have hollow hair. They can vibrate at a certain frequency. And they can interrupt our electric uh, magnetic, you know, act- activity ourselves, our body electromagnetic. And our electronic technologies. So it's no surprise that they, you know, are blurry or our cameras dying. That That is no surprise because these creatures have that ability. Trail cams, they're always malfunctioning out there. They have a cone of UV light. Of course, these creatures can see that cone just like the predator can see heat. It's easy, easy as could be. Uh, while I got the pictures here, I might as well show you the picture of the giant bone. I actually have the giant bone uh, right over there which is wow. super cool. I know we'll uh, touch on that a little bit later. Uh, that yeah. will just ease everybody. But yeah, that is the first metacarpal thumb bone of a mound builder, of our ancestors. That's crazy. Very cool. And then this is my proudest picture. This is the Florida Skunk Ape. <gasps> this is taken along the Chipola River. And this, again, this is an accidental picture, just going through footage, reviewing footage. Of course, we knew something was following us. You could hear it. You could smell it. But there it is right there. And again, it's blurry. It's not the best. I'm not honestly interested in getting footage. I'm interested in uh, finding their remnants. You know, I like finding TPs, tree bends, uh, footprints, maybe if they gift anything. I'm not really interested in, you know, getting 
that footage, that Patterson and Gimlin footage, because I don't want them being hunted down. Yeah. I don't want their territory being intruded on. I, I want to create a sacred bond with these creatures because these are our ancestors and they have special vibes. So I'm just trying to touch on that, you know, but I'm also be wearing because you never know with these creatures because people are going missing. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my I've gosh. watched that missing 411 and it, it really creeps me out. It makes me want to stay inside even more than usual. <laughs> I don't even know even if that's Even some of the cases are inside though. I know, but at least if I'm in my home, I feel like, I don't know. I could grab a hold of my couch or something. Not let them take me. Don't take me. <laughs> Don't take me. And I have dogs. So in South Carolina, there is rumored to be a, a lizard man. Yes. <laughs> have you heard of him? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, of course, heard of him. Uh, there's different takes on the scape or swamp lizard man. And then some people call him the serpent man, reptilians, frogmen. Uh, but, yeah, I was actually... Uh, doing a little bit of reading that this morning just on some particular cases. And one of the cases, I think his name was Christopher Thomas. He's this young man was driving by on June 29th. So it's the anniversary, which is pretty wild. It was That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Uh, some of the newspapers had a couple different dates, but the one picture that I could send to you, June 29th. So I felt the vibe and everything's meant to be the stars aligned. Wow. It's very cool. That's but yeah, he was, driving, he was driving by uh, the skateboard swamp, uh, which is in the South Carolina region. Just that whole area is dense and just used to the swamp man, the creature from the Black Lagoon, the swamp thing, and just reptilians. There's reptilians under our feet and everywhere. And I don't know, on TikTok, there's tons of videos going out saying reptilians are like 60% of Hollywood. Like, not like famous people. But just people who live in Los Angeles, they're saying people at house parties. You can just see their eyes, man. So it freaks me out when I see that. But I've seen those on TikTok. It's crazy. It is. It is. And it's a lot, you know, so people think I'm crazy about saying uh, Antarctica is an ice wall and that Bigfoot's real and that the moon and the sun are the same size, like the two eyes in the sky. People think I'm crazy. But come on, there's lizard men showing up at, at your party come on really? life is a lot stranger than uh we could ever imagine i i i'm i'm pretty creative but i can't make anything up all i could do is pull from the source that's my whole thing and i can't make anything up everything already exists so you can always just pull from the cloud of reality wow well i gotta tell you real quick one of my childhood absolute all-time nightmares was the creature from the black lagoon <laughs> Oh, and yeah. I used to be so afraid to take a bath by myself <laughs> because I just knew that sucker was going to come up through the drain and get me. And I was terrified all the time of him. He was in all of my nightmares as a kid. I wish I had known that because I really would have played on that. I would have never told you. could have got some revenge for the Bigfoot cot, for exactly. sure. <laughs> yes. and, uh, that the creature from the Black Lagoon and the Skullcape uh, definitely linked together 100%. Okay. So we grew up in an area very close to the Dismal Swamp, the Great Dismal yep. Swamp. And I, I can remember riding home. We were we lived way out in the country, and I can remember going home on country roads just praying that nothing came out of that dang swamp. And I think that's why we knew about Bigfoot and so. the Creature from the Black Lagoon and all of these other cryptids as children because we lived practically right next to the Great Dismal Swamp. Yeah, we did. So I think there's a lot of good stories in the Great Dismal Swamp. The dog man uh, has yes. been lurking a lot recently. 
And I could send you guys a lot of good YouTube videos of just straight dismal swamp uh, horror stories. And Bigfoot is everywhere. Just follow the creeks and there's either fairy, dogman, or Bigfoot. And, or there's tunnels under your feet that are bigger than anything could ever imagine. Godzilla, kaiju monsters, and Middle Earth. There's civilizations and cities below our feet. Our ancestors, maybe our loved ones who, you know, might have went to the other side, maybe reborn under our feet with the inner sun. It's just a thought with the following of youth. That's scary. You're blowing my mind. Blowing my mind. You're blowing right. my mind up. So we're going to move on to the goat man now. <laughs> there yes. seems to have, have been some, some sightings by police officers in Georgia of the goat man. Yeah. Do, have you heard about that? Yeah. I, it was so funny when I saw that in the review. I'm the one who interviewed the police officer. <laughs> no yes. way. Yeah, I'm the one who interviewed the police officer. It was at InfinityCon Tallahassee, and this Georgia police officer uh, came up to my table and told me he had a strange encounter. And it was actually on Halloween morning. Uh, he was sitting in his front of his car. His partner was there, and uh, they were seasoned veterans, and he was just frozen. And he, he just pointed up to the window, the rearview mirror, and he looked up, and he saw this goat man creature with inverted legs <gasps> jumping across the light. And it's really chilling because, you know, I'm just a Bigfoot guy and I like to build the bridge to, yeah. you know, that's our ancestor. It's a human hybrid. Once we get into these goat man and fish man and dog man, it gets a little crazy. And that, you know, I'm very interested in it. But that's that's when you have to, you know, wield your your sword and better be uh, locked and loaded and, you know, head on a swivel because Bigfoot, they'll warn you. But these other creatures like goat men. We don't know how their conscious or their soul works. I don't know if it's Baphomet himself or what. Uh, there's a lot of stories about people being killed and reappearing as half man, half beast. I actually investigated one at the Coheely Creek covered bridge, the goat man there. And uh, we had a couple strange sounds, but no visuals or anything. But just being in the region, you know, you have goosebumps the whole night. We yeah, had yeah, that sure. police officer encounter. Uh, it was really cool. And I actually just got reached out to today on TikTok by some reporter that uh, wants to use that story, too. So hopefully it's on Georgia News here wow. soon. You know, CNN's in Georgia, too. But they don't yeah. cover things like this. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start talking about that thumb that you found. Yeah. Yes. Let Tell me, us uh, about let me where you were. What happened? How'd you come to find it? Yeah, it was there my it team. My team member, Ninja Ronnie, actually was the one that found it. And he found it outside the Chipola River, which is so rich in uh, Sasquatch lore and experiences that go back to the early 1900s. But we think this is the first metacarpal thumb bone of a mound builder. And the mound builders are our ancestors. And this thumb bone would be this small bone in your thumb. And that bone almost oh. as big as my entire thumb. So that creature had to be seven to 12 feet tall. But there is a chance that it could be some kind of prehistoric deer, a short-faced bear, or a giant sloth. A lot of people, of course, have been, you know, sending me crazy emails because when you, you know, find something like this, it's going to ruffle some feathers, of course. Okay. But I, I've uh, narrated over 200 newspaper articles about giant bone excavations of full skeletons. They just found 50 giant uh, skeletons over in China. So, yes, this is just a thumb bone. We want to recover the rest of the skeleton. They say that the clavicle 
is a, a little farther down river. Ronnie and his friend uh, came upon it, uh, but they couldn't chisel it out of the river. They weren't going to, you know, damage the rock or anything. It's been really bad floods since Hurricane Sally. We actually just kayaked right down there uh, two days ago, and uh, it was incredible. And we floated right over where the discovery was made and right where he says the clavicle was. But it's just dang near impossible to get down there when it's raging, flooding waters. Uh, of course, if you have diving gear, you could, but we have a snorkel and a kayak. We just got to do the best we can. Yeah. Uh, but this is very cool. I'm going to bring it with me, hopefully, to the Florida Bigfoot Conference and uh, show it to some of the experts. It's petrified. It's very heavy. It's very dense. And it is cool. And do you, uh, Ronnie, be, do you think it could be carbon dated? Like, do you think somebody could try to get some carbon out of it and carbon date it for like a, a time period? I, I hope so. Uh, some people say once it's petrified, you can't do that. But I'm sure there's there's some kind of way uh, you could find out the information. The details where it starts chipping away uh, that I've been told it's arthritis. So that's pretty cool. Oh. Like see, seeing the, you know, the exact things where it chips away a little bit. Like so many mounds. Yeah. Like all the packing of the mounds. mounds. It was like, oh yeah. Metacarpal tunnel. Oh, metacarpal tunnel. And just everyday existence, you know, your, your hands have wear and tear. And if these creatures live to be 200 years old, 300 years old, then yeah, uh, they, they would have some arthritis. If they live as long as Cain from the Bible, you guys know he's immortal. And uh, the Mormon, you know, the Book of Mormon, Joseph Smith, he actually found Cain in the 1800s. And that's that's a big part. And that doesn't make me a Mormon, but that should make every Mormon a Bigfoot person, of course, because Cain yeah. was as tall as Joseph on top of a horse and he was covered in hair. And I think I still think, you know, Cain has his descendants and he's reproducing. Uh, so that's, you know, exploding the chain. But there's more of them than there is of us. You know, we have skyscrapers and, and little basements. They have miles of caverns below our feet. You know how many people live in China in the caves? Like 21 million. Think about the caves underneath everybody's feet that go down for so many worlds and civilizations. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you shared with us that story about the tunnels um, in China because I used to try to dig my way to China. And Me now too. I'm thinking... It's really good I didn't because I could have come across something bad. Yeah. At yeah, the you would have fell right in the middle of Earth or a portal. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, am not, I am not big on the uh, globe model. I am big on what the Bible uh, describes, the shield, the ancient uh, conception of the universe. The sun and the moon are above us. Above that is heaven. Up is up. Down is down. Hell is below our feet. Heaven and the angels are above. I, I just read a lot. I stay up late. I like the Bible. I also like sci-fi movies. Anybody listening, just type in on Google. I know Google is not to be trusted, but literally just Google the earth, the Bible describes and go on images and it will show you about 600 images of the earth that we live in. So Connor, we've read that you started your life in Ohio and yes. you've traveled now and you are now in Florida, but you, you weren't born a cryptid Bigfoot enthusiast. How does this come to be in your life? Like, at what age did you really start getting into it? And at what age did it start to really take off in a direction where you would have enough knowledge to write books? Yeah, it's uh, always been a definitely part of me. Growing up in Ohio, right on Lake Erie, Ohio Grassman, the Minerva Monster, and the Lake Erie Monster, it's 
you know, South Bay Bessie. It's Nessie's cousin. There's a whole species of these plesiosaur creatures in the lake. There was actually a $100,000 bond put out after some fishermen uh, went missing. So every time I went fishing, every time I went tubing, boating, I was always looking out. So it was always second nature to me. And then when I went hiking and hunting with my grandfather, heard a lot of stories. My dad's a grand, uh, uh, firefighter and i actually stayed the night a lot at the firehouse so i heard a lot of the in, internal uh ghost stories of cleveland you know about the franklin castle and then the subway tunnels that go underneath the city and wow. basically to middle Earth, of course but uh i've always been a writer myself too uh i actually have this picture well i have the journal but i have a picture and it's gonna be in my next book uh from year 2000 when i was eight years old and it was like a, a letter to myself that i did in school and i said that i always wanted to be a writer i wanted to be a singer and i wanted to be a millionaire and i'm not big on the money now but that would be nice you know to spread the love with my people and my, yeah. my family uh but i also know that money is the root of all evil i just want enough to get by and just uh survive you know i i could just buy time that's all i need i just need time and good people around me or any money that comes my way gets reciprocated uh back into investigations and back into life that's what it's about I, so i'm just trying to hold on and uh appreciate my time and enjoy my time even kodak black will tell you that Oh, there you go. There you go. I accidentally have some of his songs on my iPhone because my I somehow got my son's iTunes playlist got merged with mine. And now sometimes he pops up in my music in the wow. middle of a Barry Manilow. Yeah. Like I'm Barry Manilow and out and all of a sudden I got this guy. And, and oh, hey, listen, I'm going to check on my cake just because I smell it. You might want to just yeah. look at yours and look and see what color it is. All right. Mine looks tan. It looks good. Oh, good. Yeah, it smells good, too. Yeah, it smells so good. Oh, time for another shot. I was just for another like, shot. Yeah. Like we're on a mind meld right now. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, my head's already swimming from the first one, so. Oh, I overpoured. You overpoured. I'm so sorry. I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll match it. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers. to you again, Connor. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> We've got a new best friend. Mm. <laughs> oh. So you spend a lot of time outdoors and you camp overnight and all that stuff. Do you ever get scared? Oh, yeah, definitely. The more I know, uh, the more I get scared. Back in the day, I used to get crazy. You know, I do mushrooms and stay out in the forest all night. Uh, now I'm definitely a lot safer. I always have a buddy with me or try to have a buddy with me. Uh, and then I try to talk to my mom and uh, tell her where I'm going to be. Just because I've heard all the protocols from uh, David Politis, you know, the difference between 12 hours and 24 hours of, of searching uh, could be could be it. And yeah, it is terrifying. But I also know that if I send positive vibes that they know that I mean them no harm. I'm usually unarmed so they can't smell gunpowder on me. Uh, I have no ill intention. I'm just trying to vibe with them. Uh, they can warn me to get out and I'll get out or they can bring me in and embrace me and maybe grab my hand and send me into a knowledge trip uh, or even take me into a portal. But I do want to come back. I, I want to be in this. What if you don't come back? Your mama would be so upset. She would be sad. It would, it would be horrible. But sometimes you don't have a choice. You know, you're leaning on the back of a boulder and that boulder will just suck you up. Uh, boulders have special electromagnetic activity. A lot of the uh, Mystic 401 cases take place in boulder fields. And if you look at them in, you know, electric, uh, thermal vision, it's all just shockwaves. So it could just suck, suck you in. Yes. Things get weird. <laughs> she scared me. <laughs> she thought it was Sasquatch. I was checking to see if she 
was solid or not, but she's solid. Oh, <laughs> solid. Yep. <laughs> I didn't mean to scare you. Scared you scared you to reach out I'm going to be late for work tomorrow. <laughs> I've had too much to drink. My sister <laughs> scared me to death. <laughs> I had to drink myself to sleep because I was too scared. Oh my God. I'm not going to take my dogs out tonight. I know. I'd be so scared. I know. Of the frog man. Oh my God. I know. So we have, um, we have here on, in South Carolina, we have the gray man or the gray, gray ghost who appears on different beaches right before we get like direct bad hurricanes. That's always been something really interesting to us. And um, also in the Outer Banks, they have the same, a same yeah, they've got apparition. Yeah. So they right when you said that, I thought the Outer Banks 100%, uh, because that's like the Bermuda Triangle of the Carolinas. And we actually went on a cruise to Bermuda Triangle, and that was pretty magical, just sitting on our balcony at night, uh, those waves out there, and just thinking there's alien bases and entrances to Middle Earth. Man, it's wild out there. Uh, again, I would be terrified to go on a cruise to the Bermuda Triangle. I want. I would love to go to Bermuda, but I'm scared to even fly there. There without going through the triangle. Yeah, is there, be like, great. could we go through like, like by way of Boston or like you know Canada? Come at it from a different angle. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're out out there in paradise, you drop your your boundaries, and man, that's when the ghosts come, and that's when the octopus shows up. There was actually the sound. Is the Kraken? No. The Kraken, 100%. You're right on there. Oh, there not the Kraken. Sound. I think when you drink rum, it summons the Kraken. The Kraken. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a Kraken. There's a Kraken. <laughs> there's a Kraken rum, and it's gotten me in some trouble before. Oh, um, no. Off the Kraken, the, the, the Kraken rum. rum. The Kraken, yeah. It's a black bottle. That is hysterical. I love that. <laughs> So we've spent a lot of time in the Outer Banks growing up. That was the beach that we went to. That was, we spent Thanksgivings there, summers, springs. We still do Thanksgiving there. Yeah, we're going there this year for Thanksgiving. So the Outer Banks, that's got a lot of legend and lore there that we've definitely been very privy to growing up over the years. It's a pretty interesting place. To me, it's magical there. There's just no other place like it. 100% 100% ships disappearing, a bunch of serpent type creatures, pirates, of course, going back to the old days of them actually like battling the buccaneers. And then a lot of people, you know, disappearing on the beach. I think a lot of it is, you know, drinking, drinking and irresponsible, uh, you know, decisions, but stuff happens in paradise. It really does because you let down your boundaries. Like I said, you, uh, yeah, listen, defense, they have some incredible riptides there that will just sweep a person away that like a grown man, it's just crazy. So yeah, I think that there's something to that. We don't, you don't see, you don't see the types of currents like that in other places and other beaches. So it's really definitely is a different place. And I got to tell you, I've seen some people there that I think are still pirates. (laughs) Yes. So I think the pirates are walking amongst. I think so too. Yeah. I've seen a couple. (laughs) They're rough. Jack Sparrow or Captain Jack Daniel, whichever way gotta yeah. go. Well, it might be Jack Sparrow, the real one, but not the good looking Johnny Depp one. So yes. let's talk. Why don't you tell our listeners about your books? Yeah, for sure. I uh, have written three books so far and I have two more uh, basically done, just ready to publish. Uh, but the first one was Erie Swamp's Road Trip to Eden. And this one is like my diary. Uh, it documents my journey from Lake Erie down to the Florida swamps, and then it ends at the Garden of Eden. Right here in Florida, 
is the Garden of Eden Trail, uh, where 27 of the 28 trees in the Bible are actually there. And then gopher wood, which Noah used to build the ark, the lightest and strongest wood in the world. It's also known as Terea. The only place it grows in the whole wide world is right here. The whole wide world, known world. We know six or seven continents. I think there are thousands of continents or at least hundreds of continents. I have seen maps of Buddhist temples. And from Admiral Byrd, he won the Medal of Honor. He found lands beyond the poles. I saw your guys' one question was like, what was the furthest south? And the oh, south yeah, is yeah. the ice wall, you know? So beyond the ice wall. So be, beyond south, there are sightings, of course, of the abominable snowman and the guardians of the galaxy, of course. But uh, things get very strange when you dive into the Antarctica history and just, you know, it goes into the Nazis and the Antarctica Treaty, how all the countries in the world have a signed pact that you're not allowed to go outside this known uh, range. So until that treaty is broken, all these wars and all these illusions are just that. It's just a placebo. They're just giving us uh, the story they want us to live. So we have to break free uh, from those chains. Wow. So what's your next book? What's your second book? Yeah, my second book. Uh, oh, back on Eden real quick. My bad. I got I got totally lost. That, that shows. I'm, we love I'm, it. In it's the okay. moment, I love it. Uh, the Garden of Eden, though, it also is a delta that breaks into four rivers. And right there, you can look on the GPS. It breaks into four rivers. Only two places in the whole world that are like that. Uh, the whole valley is dense and very rigid. A lot different than the rest of Florida. A lot of Florida is just flat. But this is deep valleys. It's one of the most strenuous hikes in Florida. It was pretty funny. Uh, one guy, he, after reading my book, he did the hike and he went like late at night and he got stranded out there and the police had to save him. So uh, <laughs> sometimes, you know, reading my book could be dangerous. So <laughs> come with the warning tag. But yeah, Erie Swamps is uh, my personal favorite. Uh, but then it goes into my hard research, Big Brother, Big Foot. And uh, this documents my journey from Canada down to Florida, Ohio to California. Louisiana swamps, Texas plains, uh, Mogollon monster over in the Grand Canyon, big bear creatures out in California, the big bear lake where everybody, you know, downhill bikes and goes skiing. I don't think it's named after bears. It's uh, named after something that gets identified as bears, but uh, there's a lot of Bigfoot creatures out there. Tons of YouTube stories that keep piling up, but uh, we stayed in a cabin after my graduation out there and uh, went four-wheeling, had some strange encounters, nothing, you know, grade A visual on, but, you know, once you're, once you know they're out there, they're out there, and there's fairies out there, there's gremlins, there's other spiritual beings, there's plasma in the sky, the moon speaks to you, the sun speaks to you, if you listen close enough, the trees, you know, they have vibrations, man, there's tons of instruments that they've been connecting to uh, forest things like the trees and bushes and roots, and they produce a sound, so these things communicate course our ears can't hear it because we got all the wax and listening to you know megaphones and fm and am we have to listen to the natural way if you're outside in the uh, dark for you know 10 minutes your eyes adapt if you're outside in the forest you know for 20 minutes your ears adapt so we have to uh you know get in touch with these other sides and if, if you've never been in civilization think how good your ears and eyes and just your senses have been right it's crazy but yeah that's my uh my hard research and a couple of uh, chapters. I, I named a few, but uh, the DeSoto Demons, Pest Ghoul of Prowlers, uh, Mojave Sandman, 
I always do a letters from family and friends chapter. Uh, so like my family and friends uh, write write me letters about their encounters or if I've been with them uh, during experiences. Nice. They just try to give another angle at it. Uh, my neighbors have been with me when uh, we've done tree knocks and they've heard strange sounds and uh, trees crashed down or branches fell right after. And we've seen UFOs in the sky while playing football and playing catch. So a lot of things do happen uh, when you're out with your friends. So just open your eyes and, you know, look to the side when you're driving down creeks. Like things happen. I've seen so many creatures on the side of the road. That's just like, ooh, an instant. I have so many pictures of these weird things and weird faces that some of them might be paranoia. Uh, but what is paranoia? It might be a being in itself, of course. You know, I'm just so sick of uh, people sweeping everything under the rug saying there's no evidence because there is bones there have been bodies found from mount st helens explosion they found like 70 bodies uh fort lewis out of washington where ninja ronnie was actually stationed they killed a couple bigfoot out there uh not ronnie specifically but there's tons of stories on youtube how to hunt dixie cryptid canada cryptid ohio bigfoot buckeye bigfoot uh, all of them read stories every single day like three to five stories every single day so uh good people are reporting sightings you know Police, military, truck drivers, firemen, teachers. I don't know who else is respectable in the community, but those people are uh, probably reporting sightings too. There have been uh, experiences that train uh, logger, train train freight drivers and loggers have seen these things on trains transporting. They hop on trains. So, and there's a cool one in uh, Fifty Years with Bigfoot. Great book. It's about the Carter farm. Uh, the grandpa, the grandpa saved a Bigfoot and raised him, and his name was Fox. And they actually got to see the family uh, domain. You know, they got to see Fox marry uh, a woman, a woman Bigfoot, and then recreate. And uh, one of the babies actually kidnapped a girl and made national news. It's a really bad Bigfoot. Uh, its name is Blackie. So if you ever go out to uh, Tennessee mountains and you hear Blackie's coming. Oh man, watch out! But definitely listen to the audio book "50 Years with Bigfoot." Um, it's an awesome Bigfoot. Janice Carter, she still does interviews to this day. These Bigfoot used to hold her hand as a kid. Uh, there's grandmas out in the Louisiana swamp that have raised uh, Bigfoot, and then they bring more of their clan later in life. So things definitely get strange. Igor Burtseth was just at the Nebraska conference, and he had a Bigfoot call him on the phone on stage. What? One of his friends in Russia lives with Bigfoot and and uh, had it communicate with them. And you could hear the samurai chatter. There's tons of recordings of Sasquatch. I have them on my own YouTube, uh, but there's tons of good ones that you can hear clear voices. And they have diaphragms that go way deeper than ours. Uh, their vocal tendencies are impossible to us. So, you know, humans cannot recreate it, not even the best mimickers. That's amazing. You're just so full of knowledge. That's that's what really just you're, Love it. you're very passion. young to us. You're very young and you have just this brain that's so full of juicy knowledge and passion. And it's so refreshing because I think that today we have just this whole cycle of youth that's glued to screens and, and they're addicted to blue light. And it seems like that you somehow escaped that and you are of a generation that um, just really embraces the outdoors and the wilderness and nature. And I, I, I find it so refreshing. Yeah, me too. And, and I just, I mean, I love to hear your stories. I seriously could sit and listen to your stories forever, Connor, and especially 
if I were at your house and we were taking some shots, maybe on the inside with the air conditioning. Yes, yeah. With the, yes. that AC is like so important to us, but it's okay. Um, but and you it can, is you important. Can dim the lights for effect or whatever, but yeah, we're scared of the dark. So it I, be I mean, I don't mind a campfire if I'm having s'mores, but once I've had my third s'more, I'm inside. Like I'm done. That's fair. That's fair. That's usually my rule too. About three or four some more. Yeah, and then you're <laughs> I'm being forced inside anyway. Yeah, but I definitely appreciate the kind words. I I try to stay positive, and I definitely have a ton of uh, fun knowledge. I couldn't tell you the order of the planets or anything. You know, but <laughs> well, I try to find the balance you, between it all. So if you need to learn the order of the planets, if you watch Blues Clues, <laughs> there is a song that teaches the children the order of the planets. Listen, you were brave today because you came in <laughs> out of your comfort zone and I can't wait for you to slay your cake. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited. We'll have to make the glaze too. What time what should we uh, time that up? Maybe we can go ahead and start the glaze now if you want to. Are you up to it? Yeah, let me just bring up my last book. Oh, yeah, I forgot there's a third book. So, yeah, I had it here. You know, if, if they read the first two, I don't even like they could just, they'll find the third one. I don't even have to tell them, but they'll find it. It's called Monsters and Mysteries Around the Corner. It's all about how uh, you don't have to watch scary movies or go seeking these monsters like we were talking before. They will find you, your family tree or down your street, Monsters and Mysteries Around the Corner. Talks about me uh, road tripping from Florida uh, to California, living on the road. First chapter is about my house. A lot of people thought my house was uh, haunted growing up back in Ohio. Uh, and I had a lot of strange encounters outside. Actually, I was chased by something in the woods when I was meeting this girl uh, by this back street. I was trying to sneak her in. I was Wait, running from the, You were from meeting the a girl by the back street. That was her dad chasing you. Yeah, it was her dad. My mom was home. So I had her park like in the back road and uh, she was late. She was late and I was waiting for her out there. And uh, she, she had show and uh, something ran, ran at me and I beelined it on a straight line to my back door and I ran into a garden stake at my neighbor's garden. I broke my collarbone and it punctured through my lip really bad. Oh my, my parents thought I was like drunk and uh, I was very self-conscious about it because my whole face was messed up for like two weeks. Uh, and I was working at Family Video, this movie store back in the day. I had to deal with it. And there, you know, I didn't have much of an explanation other than something spooked me in the woods. And then <laughs> other times we were uh, doing Lucy during blood moon eclipses and we felt uh, strange things beyond my barn that we thought were deer, but it was something much bigger. But it didn't eat us. I think it was just uh, tapping into our frequencies. And our listeners can find your books on Amazon, right? Yes, they're available on Amazon. And uh, if you search Connor Flynn, C-O-N-N-O-R-F-L-Y-N-N, Eerie Swamps, Road Trip to Eden, Big Brother, Bigfoot, Monsters and Mysteries Around the Corner. And they're part of a series called His Story Rewinds. It's kind of like His Story Repeats, but rewinds. I like film. I'm really into cinema. I uh, review films as well. I uh, actually just appeared in this movie called Zilla Foot. It just came out last week. And I play myself and, and I warn the military of impending doom and they don't, <laughs> they don't listen to me. And of course, you know, the monster comes and I'm proven right. Hopefully I'm in the sequel. I didn't see myself die on screen. So hopefully there's hope. Uh, that's also available. If you just look on Facebook and type in Zillafoot, if we sell 200 copies, 
it gets a widespread release, so maybe it'll be a Walmart or on the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, but man, it is a goofy, bad sci-fi movie. But my scenes are really fun and nice. Uh, I'm very proud of it, and it's right up my alley. So it's it was super cool. Uh, oh, well, Jack McLaren on all of our social media. So hopefully you'll get up to 200 very quickly. Yeah. Heck yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I uh, I bought one copy myself and. I wanted a free copy because I was in the movie, you know, but it came with a poster and a postcard. So the $22 was well spent. Okay. All right. Well, let's get our blaze going. Let's. All right, Connor, we need a cup of powdered sugar. You probably already have your cup already measured because of your people, but I don't. Oh, in here, I'm blind. All right. I have powdered sugar. Okay. So you got your powdered sugar. We need two more tablespoons of our magic key lime juice. I do have that. All right. So two tablespoons. I'm going to measure it. Do, do I pour all the powdered sugar in there? Yep. One cup. Yes. Powdered sugar is the best. Yeah, it is so fun. That makes sense why glaze tastes good. <laughs> I never really knew powdered sugar was in it. Okay. And then we're going to do a half a teaspoon of vanilla. All righty. I don't know if you know this, but Ann and I are making our own vanilla. Wow. That's s- very cool. Yeah. We're going to sell it. It's called Killa Vanilla. <laughs> Well, I will definitely get some, and I will post it on my page. I'm all about El Natural. Yeah, that's, all, that's what it is. Okay, now uh-huh. we just need a – I'm going to use a fork. You can use a small whisk or a fork, and we're just going to mix this up. All right. I'm just looking for my little tablespoon uh, scooper. Oh, there's my timer. So one tablespoon of vanilla. Half a teaspoon oh. of vanilla. Okay. <laughs> Half of that, and then dump that into. Yeah. That stuff is strong. Because yeah, it only takes that, that little bit. Okay, so you'll have so what you have is you've got your key lime juice, your vanilla, and your powdered sugar. And you're just gonna take a spoon, not a spoon, God, a fork or a whisk, whichever one you, you got a whisk. You're just gonna whisk it around and it's gonna look like this. You're just gonna whisk it until you get the lumps out. All right. Flick of the wrist. Yep, just give it a whisk and give it. You're working out those arms again. Yes. And my timer went off, so I'm going to pull my cake. Okay. Oh, yeah. I saw Connor had his people. His people pulled his cake. Oh. Yeah, my people pulled the cake, yes. Now i got to give me some damn people. <laughs> my people didn't pull nothing for me. I hope I don't let my people down with the taste. I hope it tastes good. Oh, I think that well, that would be so impressed. If there's another question, give them a shot of Malibu and then let them taste it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell them the more rum they drink, the better the cake is going to taste. 100%. And, you know, yeah, I you, definitely will. I definitely you will. get in touch with Mother Earth with that those vegetables that you smoke. Um, it will oh, taste 100%. even better. So how's that glaze look? It's looking good. Does it look glazy? Yeah, I might make this on, uh, if I'm running low on my uh, toaster strudels. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I would get the toaster strudels and throw out that icing that comes in those little packets and just make this and drizzle it right over there. (laughs) (laughs) So what does your mom think of all of your adventures that you take? Is she a believer in all of these things or is she a, that was part of your chair. (laughs) I just, no, I just. It's okay, but if Ann falls, it's because I just pulled something off the back of her chair. I don't know what it. I don't know why it was there. But uh, my mom definitely supports it. Uh, she watches all the Bigfoot shows, so that has definitely been a part of all my journey. And then she grew up on a farm, and she grew up on Lake Erie, and then fishing on the Ohio River. So she was there for a lot of it. Um, she's not a hunter herself, but she does like to shoot targets. 
Uh, she fishes every day. So she's definitely part of the journey. Uh, I definitely wish she uh, supported Bigfoot Anonymous a little more and uh, finding Bigfoot and Expedition Bigfoot and all the big money ones. Like they don't need the support, you know, but, uh, you know, of course I'm just teasing, but hopefully she, uh, you know, we'll see the clarity here soon once uh, Cliff Brackman from Finding Bigfoot next month will, I'm going to have a talk with him, definitely. I think that probably she's just waiting for you to make it big so that she feels some of that support come back to her. Yeah, she definitely was proud of me after the books uh, got published. That was I'm a big sure. uh, milestone. And, you know, I was very proud of that, definitely because I'm on the outskirts of society and I left college early because it, you know, wasn't making sense. A lot of stuff was happening back home. Uh, a lot of wrongs haven't went right, you know, and push, publishing the books definitely meant a lot to me. It hasn't really changed my life uh, financially. Uh, it's probably put me in the hole, honestly, uh, <laughs> but it has created opportunities like this and like going to infinity con and great conversations. And again, if I follow my right path, then then the right things will happen. My needs will be met in abundance. And yeah, I'm surrounded by good people and I've definitely uh, found my way down here in Florida. I live down in my car uh, from Ohio to Florida and then from Florida to California. I met a lot of good people. And uh, when you're yourself, you gravitate towards, you know, people that will feed your soul. So I'm all about that. And I'm very lucky that most of my family supports me. A lot of my family thinks I'm crazy and won't even talk to me either, you know, because I uh, believe in the heaven above us and up is up, down is down. We are so connected to you because we too have family that think we're crazy and don't talk to us, but it has nothing to do with Bigfoot. No, <laughs> it just has to do with us. <laughs> what, I think what we found most doing the podcast and, and being in touch with with people on Instagram and other social media is that family doesn't have to just be a blood relative. Not family, at all. Are, we have such a big family now because we have supporters and friends and we look out for them and they look out for us. And if we didn't do this podcast, we would have never. No, our, our world has broadened so much through this podcast. And, you know, again, we're not making any money from it. We're in the hole every month for it, but it's okay because it's, it's what we enjoy doing. It's our right now it's our passion and and we, it feeds our soul. Right. We didn't do it to get rich. We, we weren't no. looking to get rich. We just were kind of empty nesting because our kids grew up and moved away and we wanted to share some experiences and some laughter with people. And that's why that's we started we on this journey. So, but we meet people like you and other people and it's just, our world has gotten so broad and so bright because of it. And it's, it's really a breath of fresh air. And, and I don't know that we feed anybody's souls, but we try like hell to feed people's bellies. That's right. So you're, I mean, that's close. You're definitely feeding souls. You guys have committed, you know, created a beautiful thing right here. Just like you guys saying, like, all the things that have happened just because you guys had the balls to go out of your comfort zone and do it. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And that's all we could do is take it day by day, find good people. Same thing with Bigfoot Anonymous. I always just wanted to create a little community that would like give a little discussion about haunted stuff. And uh, people sent me, you know, uh, personal pictures and sounds and they want to send me hair and even blood samples, you know, so it's gone very far and I'm running with it. Yeah. All right, there you go. Well, listen, I think it's time to flip our cake out. Are you ready? All right, it is solid. Wow, it's beautiful. Okay, this is what Thank I want you. you to do. I want you to take that glaze 
and just drizzle it all over the middle of that and just let it melt right down over top of the cake around like around just on the cake part Woo wee! this is what ours look like ours got a little dark but i think it's gonna be okay once we glaze it okay no you just put a little extra on there and that's right might be a little charred and sasquatch do cook they have fire we don't have flames deep in the caves definitely some tribes do i know some people you know some of the sasquatch probably don't know how to create fire but the elders the true ones the ancient ones best believe of course so do you so is a group of sasquatches called a tribe a tribe a clan a group a family you know anything you Anything that is the native tongue around that. Bunch okay. of boogers, boogers down in Louisiana. Did you say uh, boogers? Yeah, boogers, the boogeyman, you know, that all create that's the that's Sasquatch. We've all we've all heard of him. And you know the Grinch, he's a hairy green guy that lives in the mountains that doesn't like people. Sasquatch, you know, it's it's always been surrounding us. And there's been a bunch of animated movies uh, that came out recently. Uh, abominable son of Bigfoot, yeah. missing link, littlefoot, yeah, smallfoot, smallfoot. I think because it was it was like it was from the Bigfoot's perspective, and it was talking about humans, like the littlefoot, and they're like, yeah, littlefoot doesn't exist, and then of course they see a human being, and they're like, oh my god, uh, so that's that's pretty cool. But all those animated movies have a lot of truth in them. They they heal the uh, they heal the forest. Uh, they can heal themselves. They have mind speak. And they have infrasound and echolocating like dolphins and bats. And they can camouflage like octopus. All right. I'm going to cut ours. Okay. And you cut yours. And then we're going to taste it together. Awesome. Well, it's an art solid, but it's like dolphin size. That's good. It's piping hot. I don't know how to cut it. I don't know if it's triangles or uh, trapezoids. Harry. <laughs> Be creative, Connor. This is your kitchen. You're slaying. So are your people still there? Yeah, yeah. They're they're anticipating their bite. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Tell your people to come on camera and try it with us. <laughs> All right. You guys coming on camera? Come on. We want to see you. <laughs> hey. My gosh. It's a whole yeah, time. Look at you. All right. Let's taste it, Connor. Connor. All right, let's eat it. Let's taste it. Let's see what we think. Yes, definitely very hot. Wow, that's delicious. Wow, Connor, you slayed in the kitchen, buddy, and we so appreciate you. Really good. That's good. And not one of your people are getting sick. Not one of them are spitting it out. You must have done it right. I've never had had pilon pie, I don't think. It tastes really good. I, I love mine. Good. All right, then, Connor. Well, you stay sweet and don't murder. Because if you kill people, we will talk about you. And we so appreciate that you joined us today. And let me tell you something, buddy. You freaking slayed in the kitchen. And we loved every minute of it. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for teaching me how to cook. And I appreciate the whole experience. It's uh, the stars aligned. I'm very thankful of stepping out of my comfort zone. And uh, yes, maybe I'll be back for a future episode. We could you do the test cheesecake. That'd be very cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Take, Take care. care. Peace out, buddy. Bye. Good night. See y'all later. This has so been Coated Murder Podcast, a deliciously entertaining true crime podcast. Like what you heard? You can always explore past episodes by visiting sugarcoatedpod.com. 
Don't forget to like our Facebook fan page and share with friends. Thanks for listening to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.